Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Show you 
Who sings that song? Mario, Let Me Love You. Okay. My most played tune on my Spotify playlist last year. And even at one day, uh, I played it 23 times. So fuck knows what I was going through that day. <laughs> but it's a very catchy one-hit wonder. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Straight White Whale. This is episode 103, the last episode this year before we take a two-year holiday break. A two-year holiday A two-year holiday? A two-week holiday break until next year. So come and enjoy us. What is happening to me, Paul? What's happening to my brain? I don't know, mate. You're going to go off therapist and be like, it's early signs of dementia, bro. Yes. Your brain's like a Christmas tree as you age That's older. trauma. Parts of the Christmas tree start to close off. That's your trauma, seeping it your ears. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't get a plaster. I've got childhood trauma coming at my balls. So, let's get into it. We are, do you know what? Let's just start off with the ad reader. Do you want me to do it or you want to do it? I'll do it. I know you hate me, cause yeah. No, I'll do it. So, the sponsor for this episode is the absolutely amazing Alan Argue and Argue and Co Legal, who are a Glasgow-based law firm, who have an office in George Square. So, guys, Argue and Co Legal can assist you with almost any legal issue. But see if you make an inquiry and they can help you. They will point you in the right direction of a trusted partner who could help you. So their main areas of expertise are personal injury claims. So if you've been in a car accident or injured at work, or say you trip o- you, you stand on a glass bauble, or you slip on a micro machine, or you stand on a nail. Dan's not even listening. I'm right? listening. So basically, I'm Harry and Murphy Home Alone. See if you've been Harry and Murphy Home Alone. Get in touch with Arguing Co Legal because they'll be able to help you with your accident injury claim. It, the Basically, like Arguing Co Legal will get you the maximum compensation that you deserve. And the main difference between Arguing Co and the big law firms is the level of customer service and their approachability. They will treat their clients like a friend or family member. And I can attest to that because I have used Alan and Arguing Co Legal and it was absolutely amazing. And I went and had a mad bender with my compensation that I got. So it was fantastic. But they have a range of funding options and that include no win, no fee, which is what I got. But if there is a cost, you can get a discount on that by quoting straight white whale. So if you need any legal advice for any legal issue, contact Arguing Co Legal on 0141 378 4145. You can get them on Facebook and Instagram if you just search Arguing Co. Or you can go to their website, which is Arguing Co dot co dot uk that's a-r-g-u-e-a-n-d-c-o dot c-o dot uk 
thank you very much Alan he has absolutely kept the lights on here and listen guys if you enjoy this podcast and you can afford less than a Starbucks coffee a month you can also help keep the lights on by going to patreon.com forward slash straight white whale you will get stand up comedy with a funny bunch you'll get extra podcasts we've got a couple of food blogs on there just a bit of nonsense but the main reason for signing up to our Patreon is you can be a sound cunt and help keep the lights on if you can afford that you can go to spotify get a free podcast that's all fine but if you can afford a starbucks coffee a month five pound it's patreon.com forward slash straight white whale thank you very much paul look what darren got me for christmas he's turned he's i'm going by last <sighs> or christmas just <laughs> alking it or i might just walk about with it full or christmas slap Put it in a sock, swing it above your head. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Thank you very much for my present. I'm going to enjoy the bottle of Jack Daniels over the Christmas period. You've earned it, mate. I've got you a gift. Um, Thank you very much. You opened it. It's no, it's no, whatever that is for Hellraiser, like the wee box. <laughs> <laughs> you summoned me. A it's very niche film reference there. Dean Byrne would be coming in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but here's your, here's your Christmas present. It's for the, it's for the, the Connell family tree. Oh, mate. It's a wee Kyogo bobble. Yes. So here you go, mate. Thank you very much, mate. You're very kind. That probably cost just as much as that bottle of fucking Jack Daniels cost you. Kyogo. My mom will love that. Uh, Do you know what's good as well? Because of the way that we're playing. Thank you, mate. You can just sit and fucking smack it in the face and Aye. it's like you're actually punching them in the face. Throw it in the telly. Score a go, you cunt. Thank you very much. I, I mean, I like wish it. I could still drink because I would have got a bottle of Jack D as well, but that's very nice. Thank you very much. True Provo. Yep. Top Christmas pro. We're all going to have a Provo Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Even the Rangers fans that listen to the podcast. All right. Um, <laughs> how do you? How does that make you feel knowing that I'm an alcoholic and I had to go and buy you that, Paul? Why did you put me in that position? Well, first of all, I never put you in that position. You put you in that position. But it makes me feel good that... It makes me feel secure with your sobriety that you can go and buy me a bottle of distilled and bottled Jack Daniels <laughs> Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. And a litre bottle as well. Yeah. Are you a fucking millionaire? Paul tried to... Paul was... Paul seen what I was trying to do there. I was trying to gaslight him. Yeah. And he nipped it in the bud. I was in the shop. The guy was like, oh, are you like Jack Dean? I was like, mate, I'm on a 12-step recovery program, brother. I don't actually do that. I still take clue and that, but <laughs> no Jack D. That's good. What would you have that way? Do you have any fancy cocktails or would you just have it with Coke or whatever? Mm, well, I, me personally, I would just have it with a Coke Zero and a wee couple of ice cubes. But Sharon did used to work in a cocktail bar in London and mm. she is a dab hand. She's like a trained cocktail waitress. So maybe I'll get her to make me a couple of wee cocktails. Nice. On Christmas Day. After it's all said and done, the big man's done his job, and I get to sit down, I'll have a wee Jack Daniels cocktail. Um, but I've not had a bottle of Jack in years, man, so I'm going to enjoy it. Getting about it. 
yep. video message me when you're at your box. Mm-hmm. Da, I know, da, I know, uh, mate, I love you, mate. <laughs> 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 I know, uh, look, uh, with a boat, holy God, look, I know I'm mad with it, right? But I love you, mate. We're going to start another podcast next year, right? There's going to be seven years. So, no bother, mate. Merry mm, Christmas. I really appreciate it. And by the way, I don't think a lot of people know this. Well, you were talking about the ad read there where Alan argue that is any legal matter. That's unbelievable. To get a discount on any legal matter is brilliant. Yeah. Even if you're curious or you're nervous or you're unsure, get in touch with him and he'll sort you out. I think that's brilliant. That's a brilliant deal. Absolutely. So there we go. We've got a lot of criminals that listen to this podcast. Yes. Alan will be busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mostly all forgiven and on the step to recovery brother. what do you think Alan would do if somebody like phoned the number and was like right listen stab my neighbour what type of legal advice do you think you could give somebody like that why did you do it was it defence what type of knife was it if it was a totty peeler or something they could just say it was passion a moment of passion <laughs> <laughs> a moment of passion what, what would you do if people were starting to phone them like that Aldo we are starting a podcast right will you want to sponsor your podcast <laughs> no nah he would be like ah, fuck off already sponsor a podcast it's not happening yeah so how do you feel that this is the last one of the year before we take a two week break it's bittersweet because today I mean it's Wednesday the 20th of December mm-hmm. This is my last day, so I finish at six o'clock tonight. It's currently half past one. So I've got conflicting emotions, I feel, because this is like a sort of passion project. I like, you know what I mean? And this isn't like work. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, if I'd nothing else booked in and I was coming to do the podcast, I wouldn't be saying to Sean, I'm going to work. I'd be like, I'm going to do the podcast with Don. So it's a wee bit that sort of like, oh, the last one of the year... We've hit episode 100 this year. There's been a lot of sort of milestones. But um, as, as like, I'm no one of these, mate. See, I'm no one of these cunts that pure loves working. Mm-hmm. I like, see, like, when people say to me, like, oh, I just, I can't just sit about and do nothing. I'm like, I'm in my element when I sit about and do fuck all. Like, see, if I can just, like, chill. And so I'm looking forward to my two weeks off. But, I'm feeling sad that this is the last one of the year. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise, we need a break though, don't we? Aye. When's your, when do you finish up for the the festive <laughs> the festivities? I finish up on Friday. Uh, I've got a gig for Mikey Motion at the Classic Grand for Laugh in the Dark. And it'll be a good gig, mate, but I'm definitely starting to get wired. Um, you know... Christmas night suit, you're seeing people in the town drunk and it's just getting a wee bit wild and I'm looking forward to getting my joggies on, mate, and just watching fucking movies for two weeks. Uh-huh. The town's a bit mental now and I don't like it. I know, mate. Every day I'm walking, and I've not been well the last couple of weeks. Like I've had a, like a, I think it was, I would say that it's edging more towards that I had a flu than I had a cold because it's been a full like 10 days and I still don't feel 100%. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, <coughs> like that. Um, but uh, I was walking him for work last week, just like, <clears throat> do you know what I mean? And like, cancer, like walking about 
tune and they're pure glad rags. See, like the Christmas night out folk, pure woo! It's Christmas! Yes! My only <laughs> night out of the year Aye. and they're rolling about steaming and I'm like walking him through what like that. I'm oh well, fuck off. Leave yeah. me alone. Leave me alone. Um, so I've been extra annoyed at the Christmas nights out um, this year. But just weird being self-employed. This is my second Christmas of self-employment and it's weird not having a Christmas night out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go... I seen a, a rule the other day. It was like self-employed people on their Christmas night out and it was just a guy stunning in a bar, like, drinking a pint. And I was like, <laughs> I get you. that. Like, you don't... I think that maybe a part... Like, being sick is a part of it, but I think maybe a part of me walking through town and being like, it cunts is that I'm not getting a Christmas night out. Yeah. I don't get that. Like, I used to love the worst Christmas night out. Yeah. It was the fucking... Best night of the year. Did you wear a jumper? A Christmas jumper? To my work's Christmas night out? Nah, man. I was always pure Fred Perry shirt and all that. Like, yeah. pure smart as fuck. Yeah. There's one year that when I worked in Virgin Megastores, right, where the guy that... He, did, he doesn't work for Virgin anymore. Virgin Megastores long gone. But the guy that was my store manager was like a pure drugger. Hmm. Like, played in bands and the usual. And we, went, we did this Christmas night out where... A guy turned up with like Ekkies and Coke for everybody and we were in a pub in Bath Street and one of the guys that worked in the stockroom cleared the bar with a fart. Oh wow. And I mean like if there was kids there they'd have been crying. There was like people going pure like and the funny thing was because we were in Bath Street so everybody went out and there was a lot of his Virgin Mega store had like 80 staff. <laughs> so there was people on the street. It was one of the basement bars in Bath Street and you could see in and there was just this one guy. Even the bar staff, everybody evacuated. Um, but that was a messy Christmas night out, mate. Was that Coke and Eckies that done that to his fart? No. This was like right at the start of the night. Mm. There was like, now that way where you're like, who's farted? And then like five minutes later, there's nobody in the pub. Yeah. It was absolutely rotten, man. That's, I don't want to get, you know, dark here, but you know, when you used to take a wee line or something, then you would need the toilet. <laughs> I thought it might have been that uh-huh. situation. Aye, mate. You ever, you definitely have had an ecky shite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like of course. a come down like the next day, like the poo the next day. Mm-hmm. Everything's amazing. Like you're smoking a cigarette, you're like that. <sighs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, everything's great. Yeah. Apart from trying to get a hard on, of course. Aye, or pissed on and up. <laughs> you like trying to find it. <laughs> well, if you're not having a Christmas night out this year, we should get a wee munch in January. And you could get a couple of pints as well. Well, we could go to, I think the bar is, or then if you want to do Christmas Eve. I think the bar is open to midnight on Christmas Eve. Mm. Did you used to go to the bar is on Christmas Eve when you were a wee guy? No. Did you know? Nope. We used to have like, I think it used to be like a pure Glaswegian tradition where people went to the bars on Christmas Eve and it stayed open to midnight. Wow. So they're doing it again this year. Get, getting back to the old ways. Yeah. Aye, sounds good, mate. We can drink that full bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Do you know what we could do? We could drink the full bottle of Jack and then we could sit on a cardboard box. Hey. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's a shame taking taking the piss at home most people I know. this time of year. You awful cunt. Then you can sixty nine me up against a wall. 
<laughs> Sounds good. Elf. That's that the elf on the shelf. That's me pulling you out of the homeless situation there by taking a bullet for myself. Uh-huh. Sorry. So, because this is the the last... Well, do you want to talk about the funny bunch first? Aye, let's talk about the funny bunch. There's a few things I'd like to mention. I'd like to give back on cider shout out and stuff, but but we'll get all that to event. We'll get to that eventually. Um, we did the last funny bunch of the year, which was amazing. It certainly wasn't the best one that we've done. I think that's maybe the fourth one. Is at, that at Blackfriars? Aye. I, I I've been to three, so I that's four. That's the fourth one, and I I wouldn't say it was the best, but it was bro- It was good. And it was just a great end to the year to be in a venue that is so supportive. Chris, the manager, is fucking brilliant. And it's just, what a what a finish to the year. Because remember, I was struggling there for a while. I stopped. I stopped it. I was trying to get the right venue. And to be able to get the right venue with Chris in the corner is just brilliant. And thanks for being there as well, Paul. It's just amazing to have you film, uh, film it and just be there. But what a nice wee community we've built up. And to give new people a gig as well is like, it's a really nice buzz to uh-huh. see the new people. Get. It was a really subdued crowd at the start and it was sold out. And there was a couple of empty seats down the front, but there was people standing at the back. And I think it was just one of the, I don't know, mate, like it was just, it was the crowd, the last sort of three or four funny bunches, the crowd have been wild. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I didn't see a lot of familiar faces, which is good because you're selling out fucking gigs with new people a yeah. lot, which is a good sign. But I think maybe some of the regular punters and some of the ones that would be up, you know, right up for it, I don't know, maybe they didn't get tickets. Maybe it was a time of year, mm-hmm. Christmas night suit. I don't know. But all's well's ends well. I think maybe like the... Uh, is it Gita? Yes. That felt like a real turning point. It felt quite flat up until you went on the second time and then Gita came on and she tore the roof off the fucking... Mate, I was gobsmacked at that, man. Yes. Hilarious. Um, so I shout out to Gita. But I feel like that, when you come on the second time and then when Gita went on, it just, sort of, it just changed the night. When I came on after Sean... Yes. So from that moment on, it became it a really, really good, changed, yeah, didn't yeah. it? It really turned. Um, yeah. The crowd just, I think, I don't know, maybe everybody just had a couple of drinks in them or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, but... I think it changed when I started oh. shouting at the crowd as well as a joke. <laughs> like, get a fucking grip, you bunch of cunts. It's a Christmas night out, it's a comedy night. And it, they kind of loosened up. Uh-huh. But, you know, see, des- I've been doing this for so long, mate. See, December, December is a cursed month. For comedy? I see every comedy night is like that. There's weirdness in the air, mate. So see, for a December gig, it was really, really good. But like you said, it was the first half was a bit strange. The second half was fantastic. And for like £11 a ticket, they, the punters get their money's worth. But I agree, uh, Guitar was, she smashed it. Very close to getting a stand innovation, by the way. Aye, mate. Aye. Very close. Yeah. And she was fucking buzzing. And Larry was brilliant. And, uh, but I, there was a, I think I, I brought it up actually when I first went on stage, I was like, there's a, there's a weirdness in the air mm-hmm. in here. I could feel it. You could feel it when the room was filling up. Like it felt like at, at first it felt like a half empty room. Yeah. It felt like there was just a weird atmosphere, even like 
You know, not like the the guy that you were like, you know, you get the fluffers in the crowd. You know what I mean? And the guy was just like, uh, no me, man. Don't pick on me, man. Yeah. It just felt like that, didn't it? It just felt like a crowd that wanted to just sit back and watch the show. But the Funny Bunch is a show where you get involved, mm-hmm. 100%. I thought they three to the sort of right-hand side of the stage were fucking great sportsmen. Yeah. Because they, were... they got it stinking. Like, absolutely fucking stinking all night, man. Yeah. They were brilliant. I think if we realised anything of that situation as I need my eyes tested as soon as possible. There was a girl in the front row with glasses on and I was slagging her all night and she took her glasses off and I was like, no way. And I've known you for 10 years. (laughs) 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 So I, it was a good night, very happy. It was quite funny, a couple of things. I was going to joke about this at the next Funny Bunch. There's two regulars that go, right? Two great guys, mad Glasgow guys, love getting mad with it, right? Up at the bar, they've pulled us aside. Darn, we love your fucking comedy night. It's amazing, but see the prices in here? It's fucking out of order. You're talking about two ton each. And I've done that, what? Two hundred quid each for a night out on a Sunday. And they're like, "Ah, well, it's £11 a ticket. You've got your taxi. Then you get free for a hundred. And I was like, what? He's like, ah, you get free for a hundred each. I was like, maybe that's got something to do with it. Free for a hundred, it's free. Coke. Oh, for fuck's sake. So I'm like, <laughs> you're like maybe get up the classes. You might save yourself some fucking money. He's like <laughs> stoning in the middle of Blackfriars, like fucking prices in here are an absolute disgrace. And then listed the price of the ticket for the gig, the price he's taxi, and then his drug habit. It's like mm. it, it was literally like that, mate. It was like eleven pound a ticket, fifteen pound for the taxi, two hundred quid for six grams. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 Who's getting two hundred pound for six gram of fucking gear? You can get free for a hundred. So I've heard <laughs> No, I free for a hundred. No, I'd be fucking taking any gear. Yeah. Fuck that. Free for a hundred or a hundred quid for the real stuff. I'll be like halfway doing that boat all texting you like, damn, where do you get free for a hundred? Aye. I've but fucked I... it, man. I need to sober up. Aye, I've got chest pains. Have another line then. Aye. <laughs> Take it that's Kunso? Yeah. Free for a hunter. Free for a hunter. <laughs> That's mental, but chinning you. Aye. As I'm like on stage talking about sobriety and all that. <laughs> what if I am a bit pure foamy mouth at the side? Uh-huh. Fucking it all dash venue. <laughs> <laughs> pure cotton mouth. Um, yeah. <sighs> but Chris, Christmas time is... <laughs> I don't know if I've just got a fa- fucking an energy or a face... But I just attract madness, mate. Like, seeing the tune was getting the the train to Bishop Briggs and two young, I'd say two young females, I don't know, 20 or something, steaming, absolutely steaming for a, work, a Christmas night out. Can you help us buy the tickets? And I was like, all right, bought them tickets, was having a laugh with them. They were like, where do we go? And I'm like, ah, you're better off asking a member of staff, like all that shit. But I made sure they were all right. Uh-huh. Both of them are tickets. And that was cool. And then literally as the lassies were walking away and I went to buy my own ticket, this cunt was just like that. Rang ticket. I was like, what, mate? And he's like, ah, I'm just bamming you up. And I was like, right, no worries. So I've went for helping two females to within 10 seconds of being like, is this cunt trying to box with me? Uh-huh. All within like a minute. 
And I'm like, where is, what the fuck is this? Anytime I'm in the town or I'm out walking, like, something always happens to me. It must be you. Am I the problem? <laughs> You're the problem. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, mate. Fucking Glasgow City Centre's like a fucking zoo at yeah. times, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was walking him for here a couple of weeks ago and there was just like wee guys pulling people's backpacks and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And I was just growling at him and he was like, ah, oh, what am fucking growling? Like, oh, fuck off, man. Like, you kidding me on? Did you say anything back? No, I did a fuck. Just looked at them. Just wee guys. But in your head, you're like, please pull my fucking I, back. I'm like that. Up my backpack like that. I've got two blades. I'm a turtle. I, I get them in though. I, I coax them in. Come here. I coax them in. Please, please don't touch my backpack. Please. I come from Lindsay. My mum, my mum, I look after my mum and my dad. I come from Lindsay as soon as they fuck you. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you started your, um, have you started your <laughs> Christmas watch list or? Like your movie list, do you have like do do you have a sort of time where you start watching like Christmas specials and stuff like that? Or? Funny you should say that. I was out with a friend last night and she was talking about that. I haven't started yet, but that conversation made me think I'm going to start it. Have you? I mate, I started mine early. I watched Home Alone like fucking two weeks ago. But I've kind of ruined it for myself because now I'm like, I've run out of Christmas movies. I want to keep Muppets Christmas Carol, uh, Scrooged, which is the same movie. Uh, <laughs> and what else? Home Alone 2 for like sort of Christmas Eve, like that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like the big, the big ones. What about It's a Wonderful Life? I have never seen it. Mate. Should I watch it? Aye. Early Christmas period? Come on, man. Do you know what pits me off, man? Just the black and white and it's old and you're like, how's oh, that? Paul, what? trust me, mate. Didn't you watch it? Aye. Okay. Trust me, mate. I'll watch it this Christmas, right? And I'm telling you, you know, I've got a weird taste and I've got a... That is shit that makes you... I only watched it recently, maybe like five years ago, four or five years ago. Right. And it is unbelievable, mate. It's unbelievable. Do you know, see, the thing is, see, when they made that, it wasn't that popular. It was, the main character in it was called, um, oh, Clark, I can't remember. It's not <laughs> Clark Griswold. There's a, there's a, there's a Christmas movie I've not watched yet. National Lampoons. National let, Lampoons. Let me, let me, uh, have you, are you a fan of the Griswolds? Yes. Okay. Let me find it. It's not Clark Gable. He was an actual actor, wasn't he? So Paul's Googling about the film, and I'll tell you quickly, right? See, when he made this movie, it, it was classed as a, a failure, and it wasn't popular. And then see, towards the end of this actor's life, it hit a boom. Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart, it. mate. So see, when Jimmy Stewart... George Bailey. Mate, unbelievable. See, when Jimmy Stewart was an old man, uh -huh. it hit this fucking... It just hit popularity. There was a, a Marx Brothers were kind of like that as well, mate. In the 70s, they started to get really popular. And right. Laurel and Hardy as well. 
Like they just hit this second boom. But this it's a wonderful life get really popular in the sixties, seventies, like fifty years after it got made. And it is fucking unbelievable, mate. That's where the term that's where the term uh every time a bell rings. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. That thing. Aye. Come here, come here, I'm an angel. Come here, I'll help you fuck you. <laughs> Is that the way in? Aye. <laughs> the <lassie>. uppercut. <laughs> That's mental, but isn't it? It's weird how shit like that happens. Like, mm -hmm. it happens with all sorts of creative and art, arts, like, and the arts people just don't get it. And then, or nobody even fucking watches it or listens to it, like music. Mm -hmm. Aye, like, there's mad shit like that where you're like, how could that no have, like, hit? You know what I mean? Because it was beyond its time, mate. See, if you watch it, you'd be like, that is not a movie that was made in the 30s or 40s. That uh -huh. is, it holds up to this day and beyond, by the way. It's, it's really good, mate. I mean, fuck knows what it would be like if you smoked a joint and watched it. It would. Well, that's what I'll definitely be doing. Yeah. Christmas time is the time of waking and baking. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting watching it like that. I need to be a better person. <laughs> Just sitting there like that, <sighs> ringing bells. <laughs> <sighs> Angels, please save me. Yeah, mate. It is. I'm going to watch it. I promise I'll watch it. And we can talk about it when, when we come back. Can I recommend another film for you to watch then? Yes. And it's not a Christmas film, mate, but it's equally as, like, um, you know, impactful. Uh -huh. Angels with Dirty Faces. Is that not the name of the fictional movie in Home Alone that's the fake movie in Home Alone it's no called Angels with Dirty Faces it is oh my god well let, let's google that right Um, can you do that I've not got a, a... Either the, the mobile phone mast at the studio has been done for like a week you barely get a fucking text through never mind anything else but um, the movie in Home Alone, which is a direct tip of the hat towards Angels with Dirty Faces, is it? Yep, Angels with Even Filthier Souls yes. is Home Alone 2. And so, this is for IMDb. Keep the change of filthy animal, the gangster pictured that helped Kevin McAllister pull off. A few ruse paid homage to an actual movie called Angels with Dirty Faces. So it's a homage. But um Angels with Filthy Souls and then the second one's Angels with yeah. Even Filthier Souls. I smelt you coming off the elevator. You're like, how many how many years has it been for a fucking that can't have a bath? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keep the change, you filthy animal. What a great film Home Alone was as well. Eh? Absolutely, but do you know what? I want to know what type of sound system do they have in the hotel rooms that make people think that that's actual gunfire? Do you remember like TVs in the 90s? Mm -hmm. That gunfire, you know what I mean? They were shite. Yeah. And they're pure, like, crawling about the flare. There's a madman! Tim Curry is amazing on that, mate. Yes. Outstanding. See the bit where she slaps him mm -hmm. and his lip starts to pure quiver and all that? That must have Superb. been quite strange watching it back then because, like, Tim Curry was a massive actor and Joe Pesci. Like, real... That's, like, round the, about Goodfellas yeah, time. The mum and dad that were in Home Alone as well were, like, massive actors. Rob Schneider. Yeah. Um, do you know that 
Do you, rem- do you used to watch Casualty? Not all the time, but I've watched a few. When you were a wee guy? Do you yeah. watch a wee guy? The woman that's the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2 was a nurse in Casualty. Holy fuck. Before she was in Home Alone 2. That's a wee gem. A wee... A wee sprinkle of Christmas I magic, remember right? seeing a meme saying that she looked like... Pierce Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah. He looks like her. She's famous, he's not. He's a cunt. Yeah, he is a cunt. <coughs> aye, so that... Aye, they're amazing, they films. I'm going to go back and watch them. What's on your film list for this year? I've just told you a few of mine. Well, I'll be keeping... I'm, I'm a... I'm just a... I'll be keeping the Gavin and Spa- Spacey. That would be a weird one, wouldn't it? The guy that played Gavin and Kevin Spacey <laughs> are in a relationship. No, I'm, I'll be watching the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special on Christmas Eve as well. I, I love the first Christmas special. Brilliant. I hate James Corden, but Gavin and Stacey's brilliant. Yeah. So watch that. What's on your list? Not a big fan of James Corden myself. I would say I might go and revisit the Muppets, mate. I can't really really remember much. I've seen them, but I can't remember. But the Muppets Christmas Carol? Muppets Christmas Carol and Scrooged with Bill Murray. I've I've not watched that in a long time. Me neither. It's my favourite. I'm going to really try my best to watch Christmas movies, though, and not go towards what I normally watch and just get in the spirit. Snowman as well. I've not watched that in years. What's Snowman? You know, the wee cartoon that they play? Aye. Like... Yeah. That was good as well. Uh-huh. Uh... No. Nah. Overplayed? No, my thing. Um, I've got... I don't know if maybe... I don't know if I'm... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST getting a trauma memory but i don't know i'm just get, i've got a bit of a weird i just get a little weird feeling there of like being sad and that yeah plain it was a sad it was a sad story does the snowman die yeah he melts didn't he at the end of the the, the song yeah uh-huh i prefer the the iron brew one where <laughs> he drops the week <laughs> remember that <laughs> aye there's a new one as well snowman and his dog or something what i've never seen that one okay um, what do you think about Christmas films that are like action? Have you seen them? What like Die Hard and? Well, what, I mean, obviously Die Hard, but there's like actual Christmas themed ones. Like Mel Gibson was in one recently. I can't remember. Jingle All the Way. Maybe would you Aye. count that as like a Christmas action movie? So my opinion is is that if it just because it's christmas in a movie doesn't make it a christmas movie mm-hmm. and also there are movies out there that people associate with christmas that are not christmas movies 
we spoke about this on another podcast, but excuse me, troops. Star Wars for me, all three of the original Star Wars trilogy are Christmas movies for me. Lord of the Rings are Christmas movies. <gasps> the Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies for me, but they're no Christmas. There's, do you know what I mean? Because you binge them at Christmas? Uh-huh. They're just yeah. the type of movies that you put on at Christmas. I don't think that Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, uh, is there any more that just because they're, they're at Christmas, I don't think they're Christmas movies though, yeah. you know? Um, but Jingle All The Way is an underrated Christmas movie. It's got the it's got Anakin Skywalker in it. The wee boy Jake yeah. that played Anakin in episode one. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a classic tale. Big Arnie. Mm-hmm. It's a classic story, isn't it? Like the dad fucks up at Christmas. He needs to rectify it. He didn't get the present that the queen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there's people out there that will say that playing trains and automobiles is a Christmas movie when actually it's set at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I agree with that, mate. I would I would class that as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's just made me think about The Nightmare Before Christmas. I've not seen that in years. Oh, yes, man. I might watch that. Yes, got to. You've got to. Do you remember that? Aye, I watched it last year. Yeah. At Christmas. Supposedly, Tim Burton wrote that when he was having some type of fever dream or something. It, it looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> Each character was someone that visited him in a fever dream through some type of illness or sickness that he had. Oh, wow. So... There do you go. like Tim Burton? Do you know, I don't think he's made a good movie in a very long time. Uh-huh. I would say well over 10 years. Who do you think was his last good movie? Honestly, mate, I cannot think. It's been so long. Like, uh, the last one that, I, that pops to mind for me was uh, Sweeney Todd. I liked Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. I thought Johnny De- I, I, I enjoyed that. That was Tim Burton that did that one, thought. I think so. I didn't, I didn't like that. No? I mean, obviously, like, Edward Scissorhands and Ed Wood would aye. be aye, aye, aye. top 20. Like, I like his Batman movies. Batman was brilliant. Batman Returns was good. But recently, I cannot think... Recently is very, very strange. Ed Wood's a good film. Have you seen that? Ed Wood's a great movie. Um, I think Tim Burton's one of the guys... A bit like a few of them where it's like, just go away. Like, you've made your... <laughs> no, I mean, I mean like, I mean this, like, even, like, see, like, back in the day, like, you wouldn't get... You would very seldom get a band that would last longer than, like, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. They make their music, great, right away you go, next people, young people come in, you know, blah, blah, blah. But see now, they're all old, clinging on, do you know what I mean? And Coldplay... You're like, fuck off, man. Go away. Yeah. Like, see the money that that record company's investing in you? That could be gone to, like, a young artist that's actually got something to say that isn't having a midlife crisis about Gwyneth Paltrow's fanny candles. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, Hi. But Tim Burton's one of the ones. Like, Martin Scorsese's not. You know what I mean? And he's still making good shit. Mm. So you're like, you can... You're the Rolling Stones. You're yeah. like the movie directors. But Tim Burton, it's like, you know, Beetlejuice... What a movie. Amazing. Incredible. Let's have a look at what he's made recently. Um, I mean, he's made some movies that if you were to rate out a 100%, you would say 100%. Uh-huh. Aye, over, I bet, a long time ago. Yeah. The new Alice series, not into it. One bit. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the two, is there two of them, aren't there? Like the new Alice in Wonderland. Don't give a fuck. Not a fan. Frankenweenie. <laughs> no. 
Corpse's Bride, maybe. We're going back to 2005. That might have been the last decent that was movie. All right. That was That was okay, wasn't it? I think that's when it started to shake. Shake for him. He's a, he was on a sugarly peg. And then we're in a, like, James and the Giant Peach and Edwards and Nightmare Before Christmas and Batman Returns. So I, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. He's not made a good movie in a while. Mm. Apparently a notorious cunt as well, so... I've heard that as well, mate. Mm-hmm. Like, cheeky. He cheeky looks, to... He looks weird, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like he's no showered in about three years. <laughs> he looks like the type of cunt if you went to his house for a cup of tea, nothing would be normal. It'd be like the cups would be black and Aye. boot-shaped and all I've that. I've no milk or sugar. Still want your tea? Right. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> he's like you're right for a cup of tea mate but it's in a fucking shoe <laughs> <laughs> was he married to that with Helena uh, Bonham Carter were mm-hmm. they, they were married weren't they I think so you think it's weird that he put her in everything yeah but an nepotism there's a couple of cunts like that but every single movie it's the same people is Johnny Depp still making movies actually I've not seen him a bit mm. I think he's too busy getting abused and playing in his band but <laughs> he's another one that should disappear I think my Johnny Depp Spink- speaking of like remakes and stuff I went to the cinema the other night to see the new Wonka oh wow okay um, is it, who's who's playing Wally Wonka in the new it's not Johnny Depp is it anymore no that wee fucking twink cunt uh, <laughs> we twink <laughs> he's got the French name you'll need to giggle him what type of Willy, Willy Wonka uh, like is it is it a prequel prequel mate right people listening to this will hate me right now why because we don't know his name Timothy Shamala. yes right okay good actor by the aye, way aye he was a, he's been in a couple of things eh? he's a good actor but Wonka out of 10, I would say 5 out of 10, maybe. 4 out of 10. Oh. You can't do prequels, mate. See Wonk- See the original Wonka. Everything after that has been shite. Uh-huh. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is an absolute classic. Yeah. Uh, Gene Wilder uh-huh. is untouchable, really, as Willy Wonka. Yeah. But, but I think, like, that's such a such a good movie that it shouldn't be touched. Do you know what I mean? There are <laughs> certain movies out there. Uh-huh. Like, see if they were... Oh, I was just about to say, see if they were to make a remake of like Butch Cassidy, but they did that. <laughs> did they not make like Sundance or something like that, like mm. a TV series? Just don't touch it, man. Just leave it. Yeah. Just let it, let it lie. I think a lot of the times Hollywood producers, studios, they run out of ideas, so they just start, like, you know what I mean? And they'll just be sitting in a focus group going, we need ideas, we need some new ideas. And then somebody's like, we should just remake Wally Wonka. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. But my problem is is it's that it's all computer generated and it's all AI and none of it's like sets anymore. So the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one with Gene Wilder was a set. Uh-huh. This one is like everything was computer generated. It was like a game, like watching a PC game. Uh-huh. And it was just shite, mate. And there was no like, it just, I don't know. Am I getting older or moodier? But I was just like, what is this? This is push. Like... Supposedly, he's going to be in the prequel to Heat as well. They're making a prequel to Heat? There's a new Heat coming out, mate. Oh, why? With the same director, though. Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Mann. 
He just I, made that movie about Ferrari as well, Enzo Ferrari, didn't he? Just leave it. He is perfection. You can't get any better than that. You think Michael Mann? It's the same guy, mate. I uh -huh. There's a book. There's a book out, and it's getting made into the movie. And I think he's playing the young Pacino in it. Right. So, I don't know how I feel about that, mate. Mm, I don't feel good about it. No, no, da. Fucking weirdos. Aye, man. Just leave it. Just, just, just don't, just don't bother. Yeah. We don't need it. We're all right. <laughs> but okay. I, it was pretty shite man it was pretty shite what else did you go and see did, I, did you go and see anything else at the cinema aye Thanksgiving what's that shite uh, <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is me just saying I hate that cunt um, <laughs> it was really surprising mate because it was Eli Roth that directed it right. a very well respected horror director yes. that's done some amazing amazing movies like, uh, what was it called? Green Inferno. I think he did Hostel. Yeah, that's right. And this one was like, it was an 18 certificate, but it was very Americanized and like... Was it a horror? Yeah. About Thanksgiving? Yeah. Wasn't scary at all, mate. It was just kind of gore porn, but even at that, it wasn't, it was so obvious that it was like sets and dolls and fake blood like none of it was real mm -hmm. so i don't know why he did it but yeah that was pretty shite so what was the premise of the story so it's black friday it was such a strange fucking weird story it starts off with all these people waiting into waiting to get into a supermarket mm -hmm. in black friday and they all raid the store and as they're raiding the store and riots and stuff, there's a few people that die in the store. So then there's this person that takes revenge on the people that were looting the store as this Thanksgiving killer guy. Uh -huh. And it was just odd as fuck. It was like deliberate shock gore porn, but it wasn't even offensive. It, nah, was it just wasn't good. Weird. So, and the acting in it was fucking terrible, mate. So. Yeah. Don't go and see Thanksgiving. Don't go and see Thanksgiving. It's weird as well because my brother has got two, my nephews. My nephews are like 10 and 13. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, did you go and see Wonka? I was like, that's fucking shite. And he's like, oh, we're all going tomorrow as a family. I was like, oh, no, it's all right. <laughs> you enjoy it? <laughs> the kids will enjoy it though, wouldn't they? They don't have that sort of like old man bitterness about like... <laughs> No, but they don't have that sort of point of reference. They probably watch the Gene Wilder one and be like, ah, yeah. What's the haircuts all about? Yeah. Why does Charlie look like he's got a wee hedge in his head, like a wee fucking bird's nest? What's the grandpa about? Like, oh, they, they, they see because like everybody's pure right wing now. Mm. The kids the day will just be like, ah, fucking get up fine when the I fucking dirty bastards stealing benefits, man. Aye. <laughs> well. <laughs> I actually think that the grandpa for the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is like the villain. Yeah. He's the villain in the story. Yeah. Charlie! Also, <laughs> I found it quite offensive that one of the... There's an Oompa Loompa in it uh -huh. that is computer-generated. How dare they? I'm, I'm old school, mate. It's a weird thing, that, isn't it? Because like, the, the original Oompa Loompas were little people. Yeah. Right? Being PC. 
And now they're so afraid of offending people that they won't put little people as the Oompa Loompas. They will get a normal size actor. Like in the Johnny Depp one, they get a normal size actor, they shrunk them down and then they computer generated them into like thousands of these. They're taking jobs away for people. I agree, mate. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about like being a wee bit funny and a wee bit satirical and that, but literally, like, think about what Warwick Davis, that guy, like, think about the work he got because he's disability, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, why are they taking that away for people and being like, no, because we don't want to offend? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just fucking whips. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's so unnecessary and there's so many good actors out there that could play the part, but then they get, you know, regular actors that get constant work, multi-millionaires, and then computer-generate them when uh-huh. they could get a little person to play that part. Uh-huh. I mean, how offended do we going to be? It's not like we're forcing people into these roles. It's a good role. An Oompa Loompa is a loved character. Like, that's one of the best parts of fucking Willy Wonka is the Oompa Loompas. Uh-huh. And we're getting fucking... Hollywood A-listers to play the part. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. And so, then, oh, sorry, no, on you go. Like, li- people that are little are coming out and saying, why are you fucking doing this? We're not getting work. Like, he's know, fucking it's work. It's crazy. Take no jobs. The stress of that there, what? Oh, I choose odd things to get angry about. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. So there we go. What is Willy Wonka's origin story? Let's, like, spoiler alert. You can skip this bit, but I want to know. I'm not going to go and fucking see it. What is his origin story? So... What trauma made him turn into Willy Wonka? He's a chocolate maker from the get-go, but he wasn't very good trying to find his voice, stole some seeds from Wonka land. The Willy Wonka, uh, the Oompa Loompa, comes back and tries to steal them back. And he's just trying to set up a shop somewhere. But all these regular chocolate makers are jealous and all that stuff. That's it, really. Right. Kind of shite. Uh-huh. Two out of ten, actually. Is he from Wonka land? No. Why is his name Wally Wonka? I zoned out at that, but... Right. As, as, <laughs> Disassociated. I, I was zoning out a lot. Ah, he's boring. I took a lot of, cho- of chocolate breaks. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate breaks I take a lot of bre- uh, toilet breaks <coughs> Aye, oh, this so. cough is doing my nothing well, so you, it's shite I'm not even going to bother watching it fuck it I was going to say you could go to the GFT over Christmas and watch It's a Wonderful Life I think it's sold out mate I, I don't think you get anywhere near that shit mm. I think they show it and you know they like two or three showings maybe over yeah. the course of this weekend but I think it's, it'll be well sold out I'd love to do that mate I'd love to go to the GFT and watch It's a Wonderful Life imagine if they remade that who would be the guy? A fucking black woman, probably. Oi. A black no. woman. No. A black woman with no fucking legs. No. <laughs> PC gone mad. Okay. Who would play? Who would play the the suicidal uh, anti-hero of it's a wonderful life? Um, t- uh, Timothy Charlotte can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, you know that's a joke. Please Aye, don't cancel joking. me. Right, we're joking. We're only joking. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? We're at fifty-five minutes, um, so we've got 
what, 10 minutes or so left, but let's talk about next year. What's yeah. the plans for next year? Plans for next year, New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. Yes, well, let's talk. We are obviously going to continue the podcast. We'll get guests in again. We're going to do a live podcast. And there's a couple of wee things that I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to do the cult walk for Back On Side. The big one. Big right. stride or something it's called. When's that? April. 22.6 miles it is. You're going to wear a kilt? Wear a kilt. And I think I might wear my weighted vest. But... <laughs> the madness returns. <laughs> I Shave my hair off. Smoke cigars. The usual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'd seen that you were saying that you were going to just say yes to everything. Yes. So I'm going to go out my way to try and find some mad shit for you to do in the new year. <laughs> That's yes, the man. case. Mate, it's quite, I've, I've kind of started doing it already to, to gigs anyway. And my diary started to fill up. And through just saying yes to things, it's other things are starting to happen. So that's productive. And uh, I just feel like the podcast has went really well. So I'm looking forward to next year. There's a couple of wee things like driving lessons and all the kind of boring shit that I've been holding off. Book myself a holiday, mate, as well. Aye. I need a holiday, mate. The last time I was at this country was Peru, which wasn't a fucking holiday. And then... We all know how that went. Yeah, and then I went to Bulgaria. I was out my nut. I shagged two birds for Newcastle that looked like fucking... Who's the magician guy? Tommy. Tommy Cooper. Tommy Cooper. <laughs> right. I shagged two birds for Newcastle that looked like Tommy Both Cooper. Both looked like Tommy Cooper? Yep. Built like brick shit hussies. I'm full of Bulgarian vodka. Like, this is your best holiday of my life. So I need a sober holiday. What are you thinking? A wee solo trip somewhere? I don't even know. A wee cultural getaway? Mate, I'm just, I might just walk into our travel agents and be, be like, hotel with a sauna, gym, beach. That's it. Chill. I don't want to talk to any cunt for 10 days. Nice. Cut to me being in a room with Tommy Cooper. Like, that's it. Scrunch your souls for me. Um... <laughs> What about you? <laughs> Sorry, I just kicked the camera there. <laughs> what about you, mate? Um, I am planning on having a better year next year. I have had a fuckery a year. And absolutely, well, second half of the year's been been okay, but the, the first half of this year was just... 2023, I feel like, was for me, was just the culmination of 2020, 2021, and 2022. So... Um, I'm planning on having a more peaceful year next year, for for fucking sure. Um, and I don't know, like I feel like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna set any plans. I don't think that resolutions are healthy. You know, like it's like the diet starts Monday, shite. I'm not into it. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to, oh, set my intentions, I'm going to be a billionaire, but then the next, uh, nah, fuck that shit, like, I'm not kidding myself on, but I am planning on having a more peaceful year, uh, mentally, and um, focusing on, like, I feel like last year, because things weren't so great, that I didn't really 
make any goals. I didn't really, do you know what I mean? I just kind of let everything just stay where it was. Everything can just stand still for a few months while I sort some shit out in my life. So it's time to get back to the things that I've let just stand still, like the business, um, being proactive about like finding people that want to do podcasts, want to do live events. I've just let, I mean, it's been, it's been a good thing for me actually, because I've realized that word of mouth is really strong mm-hmm. and that I'll, I can survive just on people recommending me, but I'm going to be a wee bit more proactive in that and put a wee bit more effort into things um, and try and have a wee bit more energy for just life. That isn't just your mental health. Cause I just had to have a year where I just focused <coughs> on my mental health, mate. Yeah. So that's going to be like my 2024. Um, I think it's, I feel like there's a feel I've got a feeling that it's going to be a pivotal year. Um, that you know what I mean? Like I was talking to somebody, I was like, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if we got to the end of 2024 and everything had completely changed. Yeah. I just feel like that there's a feeling of something's going to happen in the water. Yeah. Just what that is, I don't know and I don't really care. Like I'm just going to let it happen, but I am definitely going to have a more healthier, uh, more sort of less dramatic year next year. That's a so good that's goal. going to be my 2024, mate. And I'll try to help you as much as you can through that, mate. Likewise, I know that you really helped me and it's been good for the both of us. But in terms of work and stuff, I would, you know, you know I'm always there. But I love what you said there about, like, you know, the diet thing and all the type of goals, like millionaire and stuff. Because essentially, like, the two of us are a wee bit older, right? So we're more mature. Uh-huh. We've, we've been through all that. Like, when you set if somebody's listening to this podcast if you set a goal like that and then you don't achieve it then it triggers a wee thing in your mind that you feel like a failure aye but you do it 20 times a week and you just feel like oh shouldn't be doing that shouldn't be doing that get it out of fuck just get it out of fuck just do what Paul said there be kind be kind to yourself yes love yourself do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody and hurting yourself yeah what about the gym and stuff and vitamins and all that? Do you still do all that? No, stuff? well, I mean, I have, like, I think that there's been, I needed a break. I've spoken about this a few times. I've mentioned it a few times. The gym just wasn't on the cards for me this year. I was just like, oh, um, no. Do you know what I mean? And so I swapped, um, well, I swapped going to the gym to, like, walk, like, going for a walk. I walk, like, 45 minutes here and 45 minutes home every day. So I still, like, you know, like that. Um vitamins i still take you know like just a basic like multivitamin uh i have been taking vitamin d the last couple of months yeah uh, i still take like a cod liver oil but i'm not like mental you know what i mean and i don't have like i'm not crazy for supplements but um so i i would like to get back into martial arts i feel like my body is weird like as i've stopped doing health and fitness my body has got sort of it feels better than what it did when i was like really pushing it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i just felt like my body like it's weird like when you do stuff like that you're mentally more energy but physically you're just like your body's just my body was just breaking down getting me injuries and blah 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 so i feel like this sort of time that i've had to like like let my body sort of have a rest i'd like to get back into martial arts I don't think I ever see myself ever going in and lifting weights 
that might change. Yeah. Because I know that when I did martial arts, I'd be like, oh, I want to be better at martial arts and how I get better at being that is being in a better condition. Mm-hmm. So I might go and do some strength and conditioning, but I don't see myself doing like, you know, bench press and, and, and stuff like that. I'd do something that's a wee bit more active, but that's that's in the sort of periphery. But um, I think I will end up back and I'll probably date in January, but I'm not being like, that's definitely fucking happening. And you know what I mean? And I'm going to go in and fucking fight somebody in the octagon. And, you know what I mean? And yeah. Like any sort of pishy stuff like that. I'm just like, fuck that. I'm just going to have a more productive year. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. And I think that's what you're sort of saying as well by saying yes to more gigs and start sort of like having a more productive year is the best sort of way of doing it. And we'll see what happens. Yes. Being aware of like, because see if money wasn't an issue for me, mate, I would literally lie cabbaged in the cinema seven days a week. And, I, you know, I just know that that's not healthy, even though I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But we're doing a lot, lot of work recently. I'm like, I actually feel really good, mentally sharp, productive, happier. And then see when I do get a day off. I enjoy it so much and it's right back into work so yeah that's good to become aware of your kind of negative negative sides uh-huh even though it's not that bad uh-huh uh, aye, i think like especially if i've got a lot uh, i've i have a sort of a weird th- i don't think this is a weird thing actually i think this is the same for everybody you have like stuff that you need to get done and you're like but i'm tired mm-hmm. so i'm not out you know what I mean? And you kick it down the road and then you don't enjoy relaxing because you're just thinking about the stuff you've got today. Whereas if you did like an hour yet, if you're like, do you know what? I'm going to just sit down and do an hour of my to-do list. You don't need to clear it. You know, that's kind of toxic as well. And you sit down and get everything done. It's like, no, you don't. You sit down, you do an hour and then you can relax for a few hours and you can actually chill out. And you can let your mind like sort of decompress. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely, I'm a big advocate for just get, get your shit done. And then you can sort of relax and enjoy it because yeah. you don't enjoy it if you don't get your shit done. Be a cabbage. I must say, like, I've got work, I've got a situation with my flat right now. There's a lot of working getting done and stuff. So I've never, I've not had a place I kind of chill properly. So that's made me kind of like stop thinking about my diet. I'm essentially eating what I want, when I want. I'm not ripping the cunt out of it though. Mm-hmm. But I had a McDonald's last night. I've been eating cakes. I don't think I've been binging. I don't think I've been overeating. But I tell you what, I feel fucking amazing, mate. See, just not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. No no using my fitness pal. And just being like, aye, I could go a burger, but instead of having a triple stack fucking bacon egg burger, I'll just have a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Things like that. And I, I feel so much better for it, mate. Like, to just be like, fuck it, man. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, baby. Yeah. Christmas. What's your plans for Christmas Day then? I'm going to stand at that Chinese takeaway shop that fucked us for pr- prong crackers last year. <laughs> Was that a year ago? Yep. Wow. And I'm just going to be like, <coughs> elephants never forget. Elephants never fucking forget. <laughs> In the rain, like that. You just getting another Chinese takeaway for Christmas dinner? We were. Right. We were. But my brother that I like and my brother that I get on with um, found out about it uh-huh. and was like, you can get a Chinese any time of the year, you crackpot, come up to mine for Christmas dinner. 
So me and my mom and my dad are going up to my brothers. My nephews are going to be there. Oh, that'll be good. The in-laws and stuff. Oh, that won't be good. They're all right. <laughs> They're on. all right. But I'm it's like on. proper like pigs and blankets and traditional right. traditional Christmas dinner. Does your dad filter himself in front of the in-laws? Um, I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. I'm just talking to my nephews as I hear in the background. Hey, she hands Larson's bone marrow. He, you know that get took at his kneecap and it's in Glasgow. You know. So we've done over an hour. Are we going to wrap it? Yes, let's wrap it. Right. So if this is the last podcast of the year, by the way, see when it comes to January the third, I'll be standing in front of my mirror, completely fucking naked, Gillette foam, shaven foam all over my body. V. Yes, eight, <laughs> two double Gillette razors, shaving my entire body, arsehole, scrotum, buzz, toes, fingers, like red dragon meat. And I'll be like, I'm going to go back to walking 20 miles a day while we did vest on. <laughs> That's what I want, though. So That's because you're the one that can't pull the reins back in. <laughs> You'll be yeah. sitting in January the 2nd with the selection box dripping down your chin like, I'm back on it tomorrow, man. I'm red dragon. Um, <laughs> so this is the last podcast of the year I would like to give a shout out to Back On Side Christmas can be a very stressful time of the year for everyone involved even for people that are doing pretty well in life so as always Back On Side are a mental health charity that help people with mental health problems if you are struggling or you feel like you need help go on to back on sides website they've got a number that you can text right but see if you don't want to text them they've got a list of numbers that are totally free to phone if you want to phone them there's things like alcoholics anonymous if you feel like you have a drink problem there's nothing to be ashamed of with that i was eight years and eight years sober on sunday Fuck it, I can't drink, who cares? So there's Alcoholics Anonymous, there's things like Narcotics Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous. If you've got a family member that you're worried about, there's things called Al-Anon, which is Family of Addiction. And then, you know, there's numbers like the Samaritans, um, what's the Brothers in Arms, yeah. all that type of stuff. And also, Paul's a therapist, so if you're a guy, you're looking for a one-on-one -on -one session, get in touch with Paul. Paul's got his contact information up on this podcast. You can easily get in touch with Paul through the green room on Instagram or anything like that, and Paul can help you. There's no shame in asking for help. So I just want to thank everybody for the help and support this year. It's been an absolute blast. The first year was me finding my voice back. The second year was me getting on my feet. And the third year, I'm ready for, to fucking smash it with Paul. So thank you very much. Remember, please leave us a five-star review. Leave us a worded review on Apple and all, because we've all got God complexes. Paul, thank you very much for your help. Thank mate. you very much for your company throughout the year, mate. And I hope you have an amazing Christmas and a happy new year. And I love I'll see you, you in a couple of weeks. I love you too. I've got nothing funny to say. I love you. You can have the last word. Please. Bye. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 